and welcome to another edition of Sports Weekly Recap with Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni, and this week, a little bit of the focus goes to Major League Baseball as the Boston Red Sox defeated the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series four games to one with a three-game sweep uh, in Houston, and they will be looking to take on the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Milwaukee Brewers. Currently, as of this taping, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have a three games to two lead over the Brewers with the last two games being played in Milwaukee. Look for the Dodgers to take one of the two games and move on and have an East Coast and a West Coast World Series. And I think uh, two of the best teams in baseball, Brewers are also well, uh, a pretty good team. So if they win two in a row, I think the World Series will be something to watch starting up next week. As usual, we have our regular cast of contributors here to share some comings and goings in the sports world, specifically college football and the NFL. And we'll start off with Joe and Elijah with some college football. Welcome back to a review of week seven in college football. Our first game is number two Georgia at number 13 LSU. LSU defense stood their ground on Saturday, forcing four Georgia turnovers and keeping them to just 322 offensive yards. LSU quarterback Joe Burrow threw for 200 yards and ran for two touchdowns to solidify a huge victory that boosted their chances for the college football playoff. Final score, Georgia 16, LSU 36. Penn State faced off against Michigan State this week also. The game was kept close the entire game, with the winning score being in the final minute of play. Felton Davis III caught the go-ahead touchdown to pull the Spartans to victory. On the night, he had two touchdowns with 100 yards receiving. Penn State's running back, Miles Sanders, rushed for 162 yards and a touchdown, but in the end, though, it wasn't enough. Michigan State, 21-17. to 17. Our next game is number seven, Washington, at number 17, Oregon. This back-and-forth battle came down to the wire. After what seemed like an eternal tie between these two teams, Washington lined a potential game-winning field goal from 37 yards out for kicker Peyton Henry. However, the pressure got to him, and he hooked it right for overtime. Washington started with the ball, and after driving to Oregon's three, the Oregon defense came up with a big third-down stop. Henry made this field goal, but it wasn't enough, as Oregon running back C.J. Verdell ran for a six-yard touchdown to win the game. Final score, Oregon 30, Washington 27. Iowa State played West Virginia. The Cyclones' David Montgomery ran for 189 yards and a touchdown. Iowa State QB Brock Purdy had a solid game along with his running back, throwing for 254 yards and three touchdowns. The Mountaineers couldn't stop this dynamic duo, and they paid for it. Iowa State completed the thrilling upset victory with a score of 30-14. to our next matchup is number 10 UCF at Memphis. The nation's longest undefeated streak nearly came in on Saturday as UCF had to stage an enormous second half comeback to keep their streak alive. UCF couldn't stop Memphis running back Terrell Henderson who ran for 199 yards and a touchdown. However, Memphis was held scoreless the entire second half and UCF came back to win by one. UCF won 31 to 30. Next up we have Michigan and Wisconsin. The stakes were high for both teams as they are both ranked Big Ten schools. Wisconsin's Alex Hornibrook didn't have a great outing, throwing for only one touchdown, two picks, and completing 35% of his passes. The Wolverines' Karan Higdon ran for 105 yards along with the touchdown. 
Michigan ended up blowing Wisconsin out of the water with a final score of 38-13. to Look ahead to week eight, we have the Battle of Michigan. Michigan and Michigan State will collide as these two Paramount teams face off in a huge Big Ten matchup. Michigan's coming off five straight wins and will look to increase that total, while Michigan State can add an impressive win to build their resume. Another big game next week is number 16 ranked NC State takes on number three Clemson. In this primetime matchup, it will be a battle of the undefeated. If NC State can pull out the win, they will add legitimacy to their record. If Clemson can pull out the win, it'll secure their spot in the college football playoff for the next couple of weeks, as long as they don't blow their opportunity that they have. That's all for this week. Check in next week for a recap of week eight. Thanks, guys. College football season is uh, starting to turn the corner towards the second half. We have uh, our Big Ten correspondent, Dalton Jones, with us. Tell us a little bit what's going on at the big, in, with the Big Ten, Dalton. Uh, week 7 was probably the most exciting weekend for Big Ten football though, so far. Michigan State upset Penn State 21-17 on a last-second touchdown, and Northwestern had a game-winning field goal in overtime to beat Nebraska. Ohio State is still first in the East, and I predict them to stay there most of the season. But Northwestern moves up to first in the West because of Wisconsin's loss to Michigan. The first outstanding player this week is quarterback Nate Stanley from Iowa. He completed 21 of his 33 passes for 320 yards and six passing touchdowns. The next player is Flynn Nagel, wide receiver from Northwestern. He caught the ball 12 times for 220 yards and two touchdowns. The last outstanding player is quarterback Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. I am not an Ohio State fan, but there is no denying that Haskins has a lot of talent that should be recognized. He completed 33 of his 44 passing attempts for 412 yards and three passing touchdowns. Big Ten Game of the Week. Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan travels to East Lansing to take on the Spartans of Michigan State to battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Both teams are coming off big wins and have momentum. It will be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think it will be difficult because it's an away game, but Michigan is just the better team. Michigan will win this one by about 10. It, it's starting to look like that Michigan-Ohio State game is going to be for the, the Eastern Championship uh, with Penn State losing a couple games. The West is just a jumbled uh, a mess right now with, with teams starting to lose. So the Big Ten race is uh, taking some form. Big week uh, in Michigan. Uh, I, I do think Michigan is the better team. They haven't played well on the road. So, again, that will be a challenge. Thanks, Dalton. We'll see you next week. This is Brian Tonsoni filling in for Jamison Connor here in the Heisman Watch. He sent this over to me today. was unable to record. So we're going to go off of his information, and not much has changed as there are several top contenders for the Heisman. Uh, Alabama's quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, there's a little bit of a scare with the injury situation where he left the game against Missouri in the third quarter, a knee sprain. Doesn't sound like he's going to be uh, sitting out much, and uh, we look for Tagovailoa to keep up his magical run. It might be his Heisman to lose, although – Number two is Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State, who is just a throwing machine and leading a powerful Ohio State offense to win after win after win. I don't know if there's anyone on Ohio State's uh, schedule that can stop Dwayne Haskins. Number three, another quarterback in the year of the quarterback, Kyler Murray from Oklahoma, still doing a good job. Team needs to continue to win for Kyler to be up there defensively. Always love to see a defensive player on the list. Number four, Ed Oliver from, from Houston. Um, he's just been as good as advertised. 11 and a half tackles for loss through the first six games. Nine quarterback hurries. 
constantly facing double teams. If you get a chance to watch Houston, they play Navy this week, check out Ed Oliver. A, a newcomer to watch uh, we're going to put in our top five is Daryl Henderson, running back from Memphis. Uh, if he was playing for a uh, Alabama or Ohio State, uh, he'd probably be up at the top of the Heisman polls at this point. But he's over 1,100 um, yards at this point and he, uh, in all-purpose yards and touchdowns uh, and explosive plays. Henderson leads the country with eight plays from scrimmage that are 50 yards or longer. So Daryl Henderson is someone to watch. That's this week's update on the Heisman Watch. Back with us this week is the Gleasonator with his hot knot in the NFL Week 6. Take it away. Thanks, Mr. Tonsoni. Heading into Week 6, we were following teams who were pushing the dream of an undefeated season. To one, our hot team of the week is the LA Rams, who sit at the top NFL at 6-0 on it, the season outlasting weather at the Broncos the snowy, on the snowy Denver night. The Broncos pulled the score to 23-20 on a one-yard toss from Case Keum to Demarius Thomas with one minute and 22 seconds left in the game. But the Rams were able to maintain possession on the onside kick and run out the clock to stay perfect on the new career on the season. Running back Todd Gurley carried the ball 28 times for a new career-high record, 208 yards. The Rams quarterback Jared Goff had an average day completing 50% of his passes for 14 out of 28 and passing for 201 yards with no TDs and one interception. Wide receiver Robert Woods caught seven passes for 101 yards. The Rams travel across the state to take on the San Francisco 49ers next week, who are 1-5 and, and a member of the not-so-hot list after losing to the Green Bay Packers on Mason Crosby. 27 field goal as time expired. Crosby, who bounced back from a game he'd like to forget missing four field goals in one game for his first time in his career. Crosby was perfect in this game, going 4-4 four for four and scoring 15 points of his own in the win. Things don't get easier on the 49ers as they welcome the undefeated LA Rams to town next week. Quarterback Patrick Aaron Rod... Oh. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers threw for 425 yards with two touchdowns hitting three different wide receivers for over 100 yards, including 10 catches for 132 yards and two touchdowns for Devontae Adams. The Kansas City Chiefs were the other undefeated team until this week as they lost to the New England Patriots 43-40 on a 28-yard Stephen Goskowski field goal as time expired. The loss puts them as one of the two teams in the league with one loss. Their one loss. The other being in the New Orleans Saints, who had the bye this weekend. Both teams sit at five and one on the season with a matchup of several different teams sitting at 4-2. and two. 
or three and three. As we head to into week seven on our not so hot list, made up of five at five teams at one win and five losses on the season. We already discussed the 49ers as the first team. Second team is the New York Giants who lost badly to the Philadelphia Eagles 34 to 13 at home. The one bright spot for the G men were was their stellar rookie Saquon Barkley who ran the ball 13 times for 130 yards and one touchdown. He caught nine passes for 99 yards on the day. The 1-5 Oakland Raiders lost against the Seattle Seahawks and were able to manage one field goal on the day, beating down 27-3 at home. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr threw, only threw for 142 yards, going to 22 out of 31 with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. No player on the team had more than 50 yards rushing or receiving. And the pressure on the Oaktown Oak continues to mount for head coach John Gurdon and his return to the NFL. Next up is week one. Next up is in the one and five Arizona Cardinals who were trampled by the Minnesota Vikings 27-17. Cards quarterback Josh Rosen was 21 out of 31 for 240 yards with zero touchdowns and one interception. And he was sacked four times on the day. And allowed 411 yards to the Vikings including, including 155 yards rushing, one touchdown for Latavius Murray and 123 yards receiving and one touchdown for Adam Thieline. The final 1-5 team is our own, own home Indianapolis Colts, who lost to the New York Jets 42-34. The Colts quarterback Andrew Luck threw for 301 yards and four touchdowns, but also threw three interceptions in defeat. The real story of the day was the record-setting performance by the Jets kicker, Jason Myers, who went 7 out of 7 for field goals and 3 out of 3 for extra points. Myers scored 24 out of 42 points for the Jets, and the day he got his name record books in the process. Well, that's it for the not-so-hot list for this week in the NFL. Next week it is fall break for Delphi schools, and but there's no fall break for the NFL. I'll be back in two weeks to let you know if the Rams are still pursuing history. This is the Gleasonator signing off. Thanks, Gleasonator. Another excellent report. A lot of teams are struggling at 1-5, and five, and the Rams seem to be the best team in the NFL. We'll see in two weeks if that is still the case. And now on to the next segment. Thanks, Braden. Uh, this is Steve Painter here along with Michael Benner for our weekly preview of the NFL uh, 7. Week 7, uh, we are looking at our first matchup being New England Patriots at Chicago Bears. Patriots are 4-2. and two. Chicago is three and two. This should be a good matchup. It's a, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing to look here at is Tom Brady versus Khalil Mack. 
um, you know, and uh, Mac has just had a, a monstrous start to his season. He is uh, dealing with an, an injured ankle, um, but uh, what, do you, what do you see here, Michael, coming from Bears Patriots this weekend? New England's really starting to pick it up, like where they began to struggle at the beginning of the season. Now they're picking it up and really starting to win games. And then for the Bears, Cleo Mack has really solidified that pass rush that Chicago's pretty much never had. Yeah, yeah, years. you're right. I mean, he's he's got five sacks, four forced fumbles, and an interception already. Um, and uh, it's just, just been a huge difference maker for the Bears. I, I don't think there's any way that Chicago is 3-2 and two without him right now. Um, but, you know, this could be a really good game. Um, uh, New England, is, like you said, has really stepped it up. They seem to have kind of found themselves offensively. Um, Sonny Michel is, I think, starting to show why he was taken in the first round as a running back. He's had three straight games uh, over 100 yards. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this could be a tough one for the Bears. They're definitely going to need their home field advantage at Soldier Field. Um, one, one player I really look for to continue uh, his – advancement is Tariq Cohen. Um, this guy has just really been a difference maker the last two weeks. Um, he's been over 100 yards, all-purpose yards um, the last two weeks, and they're really starting to utilize him in some, in some really uh, creative schemes under Matt Nagy. So uh, look for him to continue his, uh, uh, his involvement in this offense. Okay, the next game we're going to look at is the, uh, another great matchup, uh, the 4-1 and New Orleans Saints going into Baltimore and playing 4-2 uh, and two Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, this is, again, going to be a game of a high-powered offense against the number one defense in the NFL. Uh, the Ravens are, are by far the number one team on defense right now and, and just dominating. Um, but, uh, you know, with Drew Brees and, and his offense and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram back, uh, the, the, something's got to give in this game. How do you see this looking, Michael? Well, especially uh, for New Orleans when you're trying to – when you have – Michael Thomas on your team as your number one receiver, that's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the New, Orleans, New Orleans has so many weapons. Thomas is by far their, their, their top receiver. Uh, but when, one thing I've noticed, you know, in that Monday night game where uh, Drew Brees broke the, the, the record for the most passing yards ever in the NFL, uh, Thomas had a quiet night. But what he did was he opened up uh, the offense for other receivers. They had, uh, I forget his name, but, but a receiver I'd never heard of. He's not on any fantasy teams, and he had two long uh, touchdowns. Um, and uh, so that's the thing. Even if Thomas is covered, uh, he's getting double coverage, uh, the rest of that offense is, it w will, will have opportunities. So th this could be a really good one. One, one note, though, uh, Drew Brees is 0-4 lifetime versus the Baltimore Ravens. That is one team he has never gotten past. Uh, and the Ravens lead that series 5-1 five, five to one overall. Um, I, I hope New Orleans wins. I'm not a Ravens fan at all. But um, this one could be um, – it could be close, but it definitely could be going the Ravens' way. Uh, the next game, another. this is just, just a super week as far as matchups. Uh, we're going to look at the Sunday night game. Uh, the four and two Cincinnati Bengals going into Arrowhead, playing the five and one Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are coming off their first loss finally in just a shootout versus New England, um, and this one could be another shootout. Since you know, with the high-powered Kansas City offense, uh, they're going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is third to last in yards given up in the NFL. That cannot uh, bode well for those Bengals. Um, but you know, the Bengals are having a strong year. Uh, Andy Dalton's um, 
been been uh, very strong this year um, with with his weapons, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon, AJ Green. Um, what are some things to look at here, Michael, for for Sunday night? Especially for Kansas City coming off their first loss, their defense has just not been there at all this year. I mean, Eric Berry has probably been their best player on their defense, and he's been struggling with injuries. Yeah, and he, he's been hurt. He did not play against New England. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are just every, – every game, they're a fun team to watch because it's just every game is a shootout. Uh, they, they score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. Um, and uh, one note here about uh, that could, uh, could be a factor, Andy Dalton is, is typically – He's a, he can play really well, but he does not do well in primetime games. He's never won a playoff game. Uh, he's never really played well in a playoff game, and he is 0-10 on Sunday night football. So uh, I, I could see this one definitely being 0-11 for Dalton. Um, but you never know. You, you, you just never know in this league. Um, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I look for Kansas City to, to bounce back after that tough New England loss and uh, – and go on to victory versus the Bengals. Okay, our final game, after all these exciting matchups we've talked about, we've got a real stinker for Monday night. Um, I don't know what it is with Monday night football this year, but there's, there's, some of the matchups just haven't been great. Uh, and this is no different. This is the 1-5 and five New York Giants going in to face the 2-4 and four Atlanta Falcons. Um, kind of a, a team that's kind of in disarray in their locker room with the New York Giants and then versus just a completely um, – injury-riddled Atlanta Falcon team. Um, if it wasn't for fantasy football and the fact that I have Matt Ryan and Saquon Barkley in one of my main leagues, uh, I probably wouldn't even turn this game on. But, but those are two key players I'm going to be watching. Um, any thoughts on this Monday night game, uh, if any, either team has any hope at this point? I think that Giants, Saquon Barkley is basically what's keeping this team afloat. It is. And Odell is being Odell with causing drama and – Schumer said that, that they're going to stick to Eli Manning, so that could possibly mean they're going to get a top five, maybe top three pick in next year's NFL draft. Yeah, you, you got to think um, after passing up on all those quarterbacks with the, with the, the early uh, second pick overall, uh, granted they did get a great player in Barkley, but a lot of people are questioning that move when there was a whole um, – any pick that they basically wanted uh, left on the board – uh, with especially Sam Darnold, um, that they passed that up and took a running back, which has a short lifespan in the NFL. The, I, I don't see them making that mistake again, uh, especially if the, with the path that they're headed down. They, they're, they're probably looking at a top five pick again. And uh, uh, but right now they they, they got to play for now. They got they they got to do the best they can. Um, yeah, yeah. Barkley, Taquan Barkley has been the only bright spot. He is uh, he's a fun player to watch. I look for him to possibly break another one. Um, uh, one note about Atlanta is that they have given up um, a, a whole number of long runs. They've given they have uh, they have given up over five yards per carry against against their running backs that they face, and they've given up already seven runs by running backs that have gone for more than 20 yards. And that's how Saquon Barkley is. You give him a hole, and he is, he's going to hit it, and he's going to break it. So I hope that's the case. He's on my fantasy team. Um, but uh, um, so that, that might be a fun thing to watch for. But as far as either team really going anywhere, um, it, it's hard to see that right now. 
Uh, although the NFC East is so weak, all it would take is a if the Giants can get on a roll, they they could be right back in, in, in the thick of things. So uh, we 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 will see what happens there. Well, that'll do it for our Week Seven preview. Thanks again, Michael, uh, for your thoughts, and we will see you again next week for our Week Eight preview. Thanks, guys. A lot's happening in the NFL. We got some really good matchups to watch this weekend, and also the NBA got started this week. It's been very interesting to see some of the teams start out this week, especially the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James wearing the purple and gold of the Lakers. Hockey is in full gear, and we are two or three weeks away from NCAA basketball. And for those of you who like to follow uh, basketball, check us out at, at Delphi Brackets at DelphiBracketology.com as we start putting together our preseason bracket and update that throughout the year all the way to March Madness. So it's that time of year where a lot of sports are happening all at once. World Series, college football, college basketball, NBA, um, and the NFL. So look here each week for a brief recap. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. Thanks for listening. See you later.